Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. You know what I don't like is apostate religions. Yeah, that's true. I don't like apostate religions. Apostate people posing as ministers of God that are the farthest thing from godly people you can imagine. I think that's the worst, really. Yeah. They pose like they're ministers. They pose like they're, uh, you know, pastors or... That they're from God. Yeah. And Paul says, you know, don't be surprised. You know, Satan comes and with his little seducing spirits and seduces people. Mm-hmm. Even Satan transformed himself into an angel of light. That's right. Now, if you're, if you're inclined to read other books, uh, other ancient Jewish books, besides the 66 books that the... Uh, you know, the councils gave you. If you if you're ever inclined to do that, there is a is a great book called the Book of Adam and Eve. Oh yeah, and uh, they it talks a lot about how Satan would trans would would appear to Adam and Eve after they were expulsed from the garden mm-hmm. as an angel of light and yeah. continually uh, deceive them and fool them into doing. Um, you know, the stupid things or circumventing uh, their ability to uh, contact God over and over again when mm-hmm. they were when they were in the cave, Satan would come as an angel of light and it would fool them because they would think it was a messenger from God. That's right. So when Paul says it shouldn't surprise you, Satan himself transforms himself to an angel of light. He probably got that from reading his. Ancient Jewish writers. But nay, nay, for us, we're just going to let men dictate to us what the Word of God is or isn't. And I don't want to get off on my hobby horse there, right? (laughs) Um, You all know how I feel. So, anyway, there are many men and women out there who are uh, deceivers. And they're prosperity preachers, or or they're not. You know, either way, they're deceiving people. They're not right in the head. They're definitely not right with God. They're not right in the spirit. Their motivation is wrong. Their intent is wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the road to hell's paved with good intentions. So even if they had an intent, like I'm doing the right thing and stuff, they're in a system that is not a biblical system in the first place which makes it hard. You get your tax-free 
status and you don't have to report, you know, income. Uh, you, you, there's, there's a lot of issues with getting in bed with the world. A lot of issues with being unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, all these people, you're gonna, they're going to find out one day. And it's just, that, that's just, that day's too... Too late. It's just too late. You know, it's, it's a shame. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't hardly feel sorry for many people nowadays because they just, they have the information, the knowledge is there. They have the word of God, and it, but they just, they won't really believe it. They won't embrace the, the word of God for the truth that it is. <laughs> and they've allowed the satanic culture, the satanic cult that we're born in to totally enamor them and surround them and influence them and dictate how they live their life. Mm-hmm. And so these, uh, these buddy preachers, these really charlatans, they're, they're serpent seeds, sons of Satan. Mm. Uh, they're to blame a lot, but you know, the people who give them their money yep. and attend their churches and support them and allow them to keep on deceiving are just as much to blame. Yeah. You, there's no, you can't plead ignorance at the end of the day. On Judgment Day, there's no um, pleading of ignorance. God's compassion and his patience will have ended at that point. So it's, there's, it, that's over. Mm-hmm. That's over. So having said that, you know, today there's at least a couple of stories. There's three three stories that we're going to talk about that have to do with false teachers and false prophets and megachurch evangelists, televangelists, ministers, whatever they are, uh, totally besmearing the gospel of Christ, making mm-hmm. a joke out of out of true Christianity and just being arses mm-hmm. to the you know to the world. And it's it is it's a shame that they exist. And they only can exist because there's ignorant, very ignorant, stupid people, biblically ignorant, giving them money and supporting them. Yeah. So they're just they're just to blame. I mean, you, you cannot be unequally yoked. That's right. And then get away with it at the end of the day. So we're gonna talk about these uh three these these three incidents that are in the news recently that are a real shame. And then um we'll talk about these tech billionaires and what they're doing to prepare for the day of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Which is different from our preparation for the day of the Lord. Yeah. They, but they do have a preparation for the day of the Lord. Um, unfortunately, they... It won't work. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't have their red, nor do they believe the truth. So underground bunkers ain't going to cut it. Mm-mm. It's not going to cut it. All right, Mr. Bow. I think you have a word from the Lord. I do. From our sponsor. Yep. First of all, today's Freedom Friday, June 7th, 2019. And today's scripture is in Isaiah 59, 7 through 8. And it says, Their feet run to evil, and they hasten to shed innocent blood. And their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Devastation and destruction are in their highways. They do not know the way of peace. And there is no justice in their tracks. They have made their paths crooked, and whoever treads on them does not know peace. Amen. Thank you for that word, Jaja. You're welcome. Okay, first story is from the Daily Mail. 
Headline says, wild-eyed televangelist Kenneth Copeland appears unhinged in an interview where he defends his $760 million fortune and says he needs to use three private jets because demonic environment on commercial flights are not good for a preacher. There you have it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I like the wild-eyed yes. Kenneth Copeland because that's yeah. true. He does. He looks oh crazy. You, yeah, you look at his pictures on this too. He be the, the guy always looked like a reptile. He always looks like a snake. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, physically, looks like a snake. His the shape of his head and his face and his eyes. But when he gets that crazy look, you can just see the the anger and the hate in this guy's. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's totally insane. Yep. He he really is. He's totally insane and he's totally. Um, demon possessed this guy uh, that's amazing if you get a chance go to our fifth hook media page on Facebook and look at the pictures of Kenneth Copeland and his wife and these other clowns it's quite amazing quite yeah. amazing so right, here's the first story here and um, you know this guy's not a man of God I mean you should know that I, I think I'm preaching to the choir here I don't think I need to tell anybody that uh, but, you know, coming in the news like this, he besmears uh, the, the true gospel of Christ, and he, and he besmears God himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of unbelievers out there that read this kind of stuff, and, you know. <laughs> and it just confirms yeah. what they already believe about Christianity. Yeah, that's just a big joke, and only stupid people would follow something like this. And I agree with him when it comes to cultural Christianity. Absolutely. Uh, Kenneth Copeland defends using three private jets. And this was in an Inside Edition interview. Wow. Uh, In 2016, he said that flying commercial is like getting into a long tube with demons. (laughs) (laughs) He's 82 years old. He claims he wasn't talking about the people on planes. Mm, So I guess demons like to just hide out in the, uh, the overhead bins. I guess that's the deal. I didn't know that. Uh, he said watching someone get dragged off a plane made him want to punch. Mm. Weird. He asked, do you think that's a good environment for a preacher to be? And I said, I can't be doing that when I'm getting ready to preach. So, you know, if you're a preacher and you're, you know, you're going to church, you know, you, maybe you need a limo driver because you can't be driving to church and get irritated at a stop sign. That's right. Right. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Never mind that... Uh, you know, they were trying to kill Christ and he's running around and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, they're trying to trap him and, you know, kill him and do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Never mind that. You, 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 you know, this guy, nah, nah, I can't be around those people. Trying yeah. to preach. Yeah. He said flying commercial meant he could no longer do uh, what he was called to do. And he hinted a uh, risk he may lose his luggage was a concern. Because <laughs> that's what's important. What are you wearing to the to preach? Well, yeah. How can you preach if you lose your luggage? And not look good. You know what that is? If he were to lose his luggage before he preached, that's that's what you call a tribulation right there. Oh, yeah. That's called the great tribulation, dang it. Mm. <laughs> He's being persecuted. That's right. The, the baggage handlers are persecuting him. Mm-hmm. He said he defended hanging on to his estimated $760 million because he invested $25 million in 2018 
and says Jewish people believe in wealth. There you have it. That's, that's the Copeland gospel right there. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, Jewish people are believe in wealth, so uh, I should too. And I sowed the seed of 25 mil, yeah. and now look what I have. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, ooh look at me. So uh, last year he purchased a $3 million Gulfstream V private jet from the actor... Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. I think Tyler Perry is a director is also. A, a director, probably, actor, yeah. That's probably he makes his money. <coughs> yeah. Uh, televangelist uh, Kenneth Copeland has appeared in a bizarre interview where he defends using three private jets to travel the world. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, after previously claiming he didn't want to fly commercial with demons. Hmm. Uh, he chatted with Inside Edition. It says he got... Uh, the interview features him angrily pointing and staring the interviewer in one of the instances where he flares up after being confronted about his lifestyle. And that's that picture there. I didn't I didn't yeah. play the video, but you can see him, you can see that anger in his eye, and he's pointing at her, he's pointing down at her, like, don't you dare, don't you dare tell me. Mm-hmm. Right? See, and that's not Christ like I Yeah, kind yeah. of not. Kind of not. Yeah. Uh, but at other moments, Copeland has a cheerful demeanor and he deflects questions by complimenting her on her eyes. Yeah, baby, you look sexy. He prays for her Mm-mm. and he kisses her hand. Oh, there you go. Well, this is a creepy guy. Called flattery. Yeah. I don't know why he just didn't go suck her toes. <laughs> Lisa Guerrero, who was the interviewer, caught up with uh, Reptile Boy. In October 2018, after he last year, he purchased a $3 million jet. Uh, yeah, and it shows him freaking out. There's pictures of his jet, too. And him, just, we're a weird guy. Mm-hmm. When she addressed uh, addresses how on his behave, on his Believer's Voice of Victory TV show. Boy, that's hard to say. Believer's Voice of Victory TV show. <laughs> BVV. Uh Copeland called flying commercial to be similar to getting a long tube with a bunch of demons. He gets angry when she points that out. And she says, do you really believe that human beings are demons? Now, he says, he points and he snaps back and he says, no, I did not. And I don't you ever say I did. Mm-mm. He then grits his teeth as he explains how watching marshals drag a passenger off a plane, seemingly referring to uh, April 2017... United incident made him so mad and he used it as an example for why he um, takes the plusher option he says do you think that's a good environment for a preacher to be in oh my gosh Mm -hmm. wow he has set himself up as a little god yep he has Uh, Copeland says it riled him up so much I wanted to go punch that guy myself I can't be doing that when I'm getting ready to preach (laughs) oh my god I can no longer do what I was called to do when I get on the airlines. And besides that, I need my clothes when I get there. (laughs) That's important. What a weirdo. There's pictures of him kissing her hand and stuff, too. It looks like he's getting into one of his limos. Oh, that he prays for? Mm Mm-hmm. Gives her a couple of Kundalini spirits. Oh, ooh. That's nice. Go give give the uh, reporter for Inside Edition a couple of uh, serpents in her belly. Mm, There you go. Ooh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and impart your demons. Mm, 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 mm. The Kenneth Copeland Ministries (coughs) admits uh, he has other small planes, but he mainly uses the Gulfstream and two big citations. 
His claims, he claims it's not for himself who benefits from having the planes. Other ministries use them too. <laughs> well, let me let me go on the record and say the Kapow radio show. Nah, we've never. Mm, yeah, it's not one of those. Yeah. Uh, he jets back and forth to help the needy. Really? Yeah, and he parks up on a private hangar at his property. So, you know, I'm not costing the church anything because I got my own private hangar. Then <laughs> I help the needy. You know what he does as he flies above the poor people? He prays for them. As he's up there in his luxury jet, he's like, oh, God, these poor people down there, bless them, as long as they <laughs> give seed of faith to me. That's what he does. So, yeah, you know. Wow. Uh, he says ministers can live in a home worth uh, up to $6.3 million tax-free. I did not know that. I didn't either. But apparently he knows that, so he's got to know that. Yeah, because his, his uh, mansion in Texas is worth six. Oh, <laughs> so he's just $0.3 million under the IRS limit. Yeah. Now, you know, really, as, as an American, as an American citizen, that gripes my butt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because every year I have to pay taxes. I have to, they take a lot of money off my uh, my checks. I have to pay a lot of taxes. And I, I don't get to, I don't get to make money and then use it tax-free. Mm-hmm. And here's this clown that lives at a $6 million mansion and he just keeps it 0.3 under so he doesn't have to pay taxes on it where every other hardworking American is getting slammed. I, I, I do not think religious organizations should be tax exempt. Mm -hmm. And that's how they, uh, well, that's how the government and everything else keeps them in check. Yep. And that's why they will preach what the government wants them to. Exactly. It's unequally yoked. You're in bed with Satan. The church you go to is a tax exempt business. You know, damn well, I'm telling the truth. You can believe whatever you want and think they're people of God and you're doing the right thing, but it's a tax-exempt business at the end of the day, and it's not right. Mm -mm. It's just not right. So this guy, uh, he came under fire in 2010 after promising to use use them to help with relief effort in Haiti for uh, earthquake victims, but not following through. So he was going to use this jet jets to help in relief efforts, but he never did. Um, and the minister has also allegedly used the planes to go on vacations. And he admits in the video that he's a very wealthy man. <laughs> and humble. <laughs> uh, wow. There's a picture of him and his wife, Gloria. It's just mm. as bad. And they told Inside Edition that he and his wife loved the show Inside Edition and they were thrilled to have uh, his face his on his screen. Face, face on the screen. Yeah. Um, yes. Wow. Uh, so he's an author, he's a public speaker, and he's a musician. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I don't know what he plays. Uh, huh. but it's, it's probably not the blues. I doubt it. It's hard to play the blues when you've got um, $760 million in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, he adds wide-eyed. He's wide-eyed like a reptile. He says, my wealth does not come from offering alone. Oh, do tell. He says, I have a lot of natural gas on my properties. Yeah, you do. You've got a blowhole. Mm-hmm. 
He says, you didn't know that, did you, baby? Isn't that wonderful? He says that to the reporter. You didn't know that, did you, baby? He has natural gas on his property, so that's where he gets his wealth, he's saying. Mm -hmm. However, he claims last year we invested something in the neighborhood of 25 mil. He says, you can't do that when you're broke. He smiles. So that's why he needs all that money to invest. Yeah. Copeland then takes his defense one step further. By referring to Judaism. Mm. He said, the Christian minister asked, do you think the Jewish people believe you should be broke? They believe in wealth. Well, you know what? I I, I get (laughs) sick of this whole Jewish, you know, wealthy Jew stuff. There isn't any race on this flat earth that says, you know what? We believe in being poor. We, We believe this is the best thing. I mean, you know, if you go to the Congo in Africa, I don't think those people say, we believe in having absolutely nothing. This is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody believes it's in, in having wealth. Weirdo. And then the uh, reporter asked, uh, tells him some people might think that's offensive. And Copeland says, I'm not talking about some people. I'm talking about the Bible. <laughs> what a joke. He, uh, he speaks about passages in the Old Testament regarding the wealth of Abraham. He says he gets excited talking about it because I love it. I wonder if he what he does with that one scripture where it says uh, and and, and uh, Abraham tithes all his wealth to Melchizedek because he didn't want any spoils from war because he says I don't want anybody to say that they made him wealthy because his wealth came from God. That's right. But hey, we won't. We're going to ignore that scripture because I got gas wells up my butt. Mm-hmm. He explains that he started out deep in debt and he learned from his spiritual mentor Oral Roberts. Oh, mm-hmm. Oral Sex Roberts who passed away in 2009, thank God. And he says he took the same heat as he's currently dealing with. There you have it. Because persecution. Or- Oral Roberts, yeah, persecution. Oral Roberts started the modern-day prosperity uh, horse crap uh, ministry. He says uh, he seems to deflect when the presenter quotes the scripture that it's more difficult for a rich man to get into heaven than it is for the camel to get through the eye of a needle. And Copeland responds, the Bible says that all things are possible. <laughs> wow. So he counteract Jesus' words with the words of the Bible. You know what? Yeah, the Satan does that too. Yeah, that's even that's even beyond my uh, satire, man. <clears throat> she tries again to get the message through by saying her own grandfathers were preachers and did not agree with others doing the work of God while living so uh, with so much wealth. But here's what Copeland tells her. Tell, he tells her, he says, the Bible is full of wealth, miracles, goodness, and badness. Mm. And he adds a disclaimer again, clarifying, those are the demons, not the people. I love the people. Weirdo. Oh, there's a picture of his house. Do you see this aerial yes. photo? Yeah. It's wow, it's a front mansion in Newark, Texas. It's worth a whopping $6 million. That's a big spread, man. Mm-hmm. Wow. See, I was looking at the, because it's an aerial shot, a yeah. shot. So I was looking at the, you know, how the driveway alone. Oh yeah, would take you like ten minutes just to get to the house. It looks like a city. Wow. Um, before closing the chat, he gushes about he and his wife Gloria's love for Inside Edition. He parts with a prayer for the host before kissing her hand. It thrills me to get the chance to have my face on Inside Edition. He excitedly jumps. I love you, girl. She many. Wow. Mm. 
So the last picture of his house, another mm-hmm. aerial shot. Oh, I see his uh, airport. You see his airport next to his house? Mm-hmm. Look at the very last picture. Um, he has a he has a landing oh. strip right there, and it's it's far enough from the house where he would have to have. You know, I mean, you'd have to drive to your house. From I that. see. It's right, oh man, it's right there towards the left yeah. of the house. Okay. Yeah, it's a private landing strip. Uh, then it says ministers could have a home worth up to $6.3 million and Copeland just stares clear of that. Isn't that amazing? Sure. Huh. Poor guy. Uh, yeah, poor guy. I know, because he should have a $7 million home, but he can't. You know. No. So that's another uh, part of his persecution. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, first story up. You know, I'm sure everybody listening would agree that this guy is a reptilian snake. But you got to, you know, what you got to do is get out of the box also and think that um, this is it. This is it. Yeah, there's. (laughs) He's not the only one, and the people you think that are not, you, you really need to, you know, wake up. Uh, It's all around us. It's it's. Um, it's fallen, mm-hmm. okay? It's predicted it would fall. I mean, mm-hmm. this, it's, this, this shouldn't shock any of us. I mean, Paul wrote, Peter wrote, Jesus said, in the last days, mm-hmm. now look at me, there's Christ, go here, there's Jesus, go here, look at I'm the... And he said, don't go after him. I mean, the Lord himself said that. So it shouldn't be any wonder well, if you listen to me saying, these people are crooks. Mm-hmm. They're not paying their taxes, it's a business. They're not helping you. You might think you feel better, but they're not. No. Mm-mm. They're actually what they're doing is preventing you from getting in, in a deep, deep relationship with God because you're, that's de- right. you're you're listening to their crap and the cultural crap, thinking that's the truth, and you never get past that to really, really vet out the words of God. Mm-mm. As long yeah. as you're under that umbrella, you'll never grow to where you need to grow. And I'm being generous and kind when I say that. I should say you may not even make it into the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. but I'm being generous. Yeah. You know, really, I'm, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Here's another guy, longtime Linden minister. This is a Presbyterian. He used oral disgusting. sex in an exorcism ritual, the men claim. Uh, there's just, a lot of things wrong with this. Terrible. Story. Oh, terrible. Yeah, I, and you know what? Um, my heart just aches for these these men, these victims. And their families. Yes. You know? Because the thing is, is demonic possession, demonic vexation is so real and it's so serious. And to properly get proper deliverance is not a five minute, 10 minute, one hour, two days, three days deal. It, it's, it's really a lifestyle. And it takes a long time. And, and, and there's a lot of gifts of the spirit that have to operate when you're doing real intense spiritual battle like that. That's right. And so to have some clown like this totally use it for his own demonic sexual perversions and mess up these men, these victims, that really irks me. Yeah. That really irks me. Here's, here's another, you know, tax-exempt religious organization. Here's another minister who is tax exempt. Um, I'm telling you, the system is not right. It was never meant to be like this. These are systems of men. These are businesses. 
He's, he's a Presbyterian minister. He has deep ties uh, to Union County. He's accused of using oral sex and exorcism rituals on victims seeking his counseling. Uh, so wrong. Yeah. Mm. Presbyterian minister, he said he was following the Bible. Now, that's the first sentence. So hang on that, all right? Keep that in your mind. He said he was following the Bible. Then there's a comma, used Native American exorcism rituals. Wrong. Comma, gemstones. No. And even oral sex. No. To extract evil spirits. Okay, so he opens up saying, I was following the Bible, and then he's using Native American rituals? Mm-mm. Well, he's doing feathers? He's doing prayer, uh, you know, prayer circles? He's got gemstones? And then he decides to go ahead and, you know, Ugh. do a little oral sex on the guys. Nasty. Yeah. And these men were undergoing severe crises in their lives. Yeah, so they're vulnerable. They're looking to the pastor yep. for guidance. And they're at that point where they believe what everything he says. And, you know, even Christ, even, even when, when the, uh, you know, the rich young ruler comes to him, you know, and says, so master, you know, good master. He says, why do you call me good? No one's good but the father. Mm-hmm. You know, why? You know, I mean, he was setting the tone right there. He told other people, don't call anybody father. You only have one father in heaven. You know? That's right. You guys probably heard me tell this story over and over again. But when, when 2006, and I came to the Lord, man, I was begging him for a mentor. Yeah. You know, because I was used to having a mentor or a guru, I used to call him, at work. I, was, I would always look for an older man who, who knew more than I did in the business world that I can hook up with and he can mentor me. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you got ahead. You learned stuff. That was smart thinking. Why reinvent the wheel? Why mm-hmm. get the guy who's smart? And so I was always looking for a guru in my life or somebody to mentor me. And when I got saved, man, oh God, man, I prayed and prayed, you know, and I wanted this pastor, this meathead pastor that I was going to church at the time, you know, to be my mentor. And, and God clearly, explicitly, without reservation, said no to me mm-hmm. and said, I am your teacher. You will not have any man ever teach you. I am your teacher. That's right. So I go direct to God for my knowledge. The spirit of God is what gives me the insight into his word, not any man. And so when you place a man or any person in that position of authority over you, you become yoked. Mm-hmm. And because they're men, and most of them are demonized, you become yoked unequally and not with God. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really not that difficult to understand. It's real, That really is a biblical concept. Yep, it's true. The Bible says you don't need a teacher. The Holy Spirit will teach you. Yeah, because who knows the mind of God but the Spirit of God. That's right. So how how can any man discern what the words of God are, except the Spirit? Right. So this clown used Native American rituals, gemstones. He was doing healing acts. Remember last week I talked about people, uh, you know, when they get the Kundalini spirit and they start getting the New Age, they always get in the healing. They love to heal. They want to go heal people. 
Uh, it goes back to 1999, uh, performed by the Reverend Dr. William Weaver. Mm. He's a prominent Presbyterian minister. He served as pastor at Linden Presbyterian Church for 39 years. No one saw through this guy in 39 years. You know why? Because he was a good guy for 39 years? Is that why they didn't see through him? He just woke up one day and decided he was going to go ahead and, and, and give men oral sex, cast mm-hmm. out demons. No. You know why they put up with him? Because they thought that's the way it should be. They thought going to this Presbyterian church Sunday after Sunday was what religion was all about. Mm-hmm. And they're wrong. There's one of two Presbyterian churches in Linden. The population about 40 grand. He also held several public roles, including chaplain for the police department. Yeah, so he was very involved in the community. Mm-hmm. He's 69 years old. And he's scheduled to face three accusers during the internal church trial. But on January 25th of this year, one day before the trial was to begin, he uh, quit. He renounced to the jurisdiction that uh, he was accused by the church of multiple acts of idolatry and sexual misconduct. And so he uh, he just quit. So that's not guilty, right? Mm. I just quit. I'm not going to even go to the face. My, I'm just, I, I'm done. The church charges have no bearing on the secular government's civil and criminal courts. The public charges have been filed against this guy. The men said they did report the sexual encounters to authorities. And the prosecutor's office said they um, were neither confirmed nor deny it. Well, which means yeah. they did. <laughs> um, with his renouncement, Weaver gave up his ordination and his membership in the church. Uh, he also avoided a religious trial. He then moved to a gated retirement community in Lakewood. Ah. So he had enough money to go to a gated retirement community. So this guy obviously is trying to hide. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. We don't care about the investigating committee. Here's what he did. Uh, they received allegations of sexual misconduct uh, by this guy. He was placed on administrative leave, and then he quit. It uh, goes on and on. Let's see. This is a bunch of nonsense. Oh, they say he was like a Jekyll and Hyde, you know, because he was demon possessed. That's mm-hmm. why. He's a graduate of Princeton Theological Seminary. Mm. He was a chaplain of the police department, uh, Vietnam Veterans of America, hospice division of the hospital. He was a member of the ethics committee. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Somebody's calling me. See, it doesn't matter that you graduated from a theological seminary. No, it does not. What matters is your the condition of your heart. Yeah. Let's see. There was a... Uh, mm, oh, they. this one guy described him as smart and cunning, mm. who did do good things, such as praying with veterans in a hospital, but, do, did, but so with a mask, hiding his uh, misdeeds. Yeah. Uh, some Chinese is calling me. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, I, I honest, and they're speaking. They're speaking. My goodness, stop already! I'm trying to. Holy, I'm trying to do a show here. It won't stop. Holy cow! Listen to this, folks. 
You hear that? <laughs> I'm going to answer it and tell him to shut up. My goodness. When you get a call from China, you know who's doing that? That's Trump. <laughs> they're probably calling me because they're, t- they're going to put a tariff on me. <laughs> Why are the Chinese calling me? Why I is that? I don't know. Does, does my last name, Villanueva, sound like I might be Chinese? You could sell me something? <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, let's go back to this clown here. Uh, he, he, uh, he actually, they said he, he tried to do good, you know, good things. He'd go to people's homes and, you know, that had, thought they had a poltergeist or something like that. And he was all that stuff and yeah. tried to do good stuff. And, um, yeah, you know, kind of hide the stuff. It says, uh, Everybody, you know, had respected him. Oh, we love Bill. If you mentioned his name, he volunteered. Oh, he also, uh, um, oh, yeah, he volunteered all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a lot of things that was well-connected. Yeah, he was a resident chaplain. Yeah. But one of the three men uh, who, who, who detailed their allegations said that, um, oh, they also told law enforcement. Mm-hmm. But man, this article's hard to read because it's it hard is. to get to the meat of it because they just go all over the place and they're talking about all kinds of stuff instead of what he did. It says that uh, this one guy went to go see him for counseling sessions. Mm-hmm. And then Weaver told him that in the, that uh, there are individuals based around the Watchchung Reservation. Mm. What? So Indian stuff who are engaged in spiritual warfare to attack people with evil energy. Mm-mm. So the minister also cited uh, the full armor of God verses from Ephesians. Wow. So he's mixing that with Indian medicine. Well, see, that's what the devil does anyway. Does. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a mixture. That's why God says you don't mix. That's why you don't mix the linen with the wool and you know, in the Old Testament. There, there's a reason for all of that stuff. Yeah, you get a poop sandwich. Yeah. And so he'd say our struggle's not with flesh and blood and evil forces around and blah, 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 blah. So you do all this stuff. And it says, uh, he said, one of the counseling sessions were held in a bedroom of the house owned by the church for its ministers. And before the sessions began, the weaver would open a square suitcase that he kept in his office holding the same items the other men also described. There were feathers, assorted stones, buckeyes, a magnetic strip, an angel coin, and Ziploc bags. Wow. Ew. And uh, every session began the same way. The minister told him to undress completely and lie on the bed. And then he would place an angel coin. How many people know that angel coins don't exercise demons? Uh, I do. Okay. A coin with an angel or a saint printed on it used for praying. He'd place that coin on the forehead. He wrapped a magnetic strip around his head to keep it in place. And then Weaver would uh, place a series of stones on the feet and hands and on the chest. And remember, this guy stripped down naked on a bed. Mm-hmm. Is that biblical? No. No. And uh, the guy says, I was told that for him to get everything out of me, I needed to lay completely still and not move the stones on my feet. <clears throat> he says he would then take the feather and scan my body from the neck to the stomach. Now, check this out, Miss Capel. This, this is going to make you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Oh, Are you yeah, ready? I know. The minister then opened the victim's mouth. He placed his own mouth on top of the victim's oh, mouth no. and then and moved his tongue around no. to see if I had anything in my mouth or throat. Oh, <laughs> dear God. No. Jesus. <laughs> see, I don't like that. 
come on. You know. Uh, he moved his tongue around this guy's mouth to see if he had anything. Really? Oh my god! <clears throat> no. And you didn't. And you didn't slug him in the jaw. See. Then the interaction became sexual, with Weaver engaging in oral sex. He would then. You ready? Mm. Ingest my ejaculate, and then would spit it up multiple pieces of plastic or metal to a Ziploc bag. <sighs> and then this victim asked the minister about the necessity of the ritual and asked the minister if he was using the same technique on women. But Weaver said everything would come out of a woman's navel and every 30 days their cycle would clear them out. So no, no need to do that for women, just men. <laughs> I'm helping you out, dude. Uh, Weaver said the evil energy manifested itself into what he called hits. Um. He told the victim that if the hits were left inside of him, they would cause infertility and erectile dysfunction. So he, in other words, hits were, you know what I mean? Yeah. He would then hold me and say he loved me and he would protect me and he would never let anything happen to me afterwards. Ooh. Oh, and here's the other thing that people, you got to understand. If anybody does something in secret, it is demonic. Mm -hmm. Secrets are not of God. Nope. God is the revealer of secrets. Mm -hmm. Secrets are not of God. So, so we can't tell anybody this. Don't tell them. It's our secret. That's wrong. So this minister told this guy, don't tell anybody what happened because they wouldn't understand. And uh, the victim described uh, the minister as a shepherd of the flock and very affectionate. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. He was very touchy-feely. Everyone got a hug or a kiss on the cheek, stuff like that. He was just very hands-on. Yeah. Mouth on, too. Ah. Uh, but never inappropriate publicly. He was just like he was very loving and caring. Um, he also strove to represent a picture of piety. You see what I mean? Mm. False religion. He also wore a shirt and collar, which Presbyterians don't do. Mm -mm. Anyway, it's a long article. I mean, I mean, I'm only halfway through. It goes on and on, describes a bunch of other stuff. So I'm not going to... Yeah. But see, with these unholy soul ties, there's always one that's a controller and then someone that is submitted to them. Mm. And that's where you get the um, unequally yoked stuff. That's a very good... And you don't... And you, and you... The person wants to control you so that they tell you how to think. So how do you behave? And that's why this guy thought everything was okay. Yeah. Because he was being controlled over mm -hmm. the... The, the man that he placed above him. He willingly put him above himself exactly. as being better, knowing more. And, oh, he's a minister and he has a degree in theology. And, you know. Mm -hmm. I, like your, I like your point there, though, Mr. Powell. Uh, there's a controller mm -hmm. and there's one being controlled. That's what it means to be unequally yoked. See, and that's why God hates that. Mm -hmm. And you, you'll get demons. I, I swear, yep. I, I guarantee it. I'm not speculating. I'm telling you for a fact. Yep. You will get demonic infestations when somebody else has control over you. Yeah, because you become the person that you're submitted under. Yeah. And that's and, why you can only be submitted under the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. You can only be submitted under Jesus, and that way you're protected from this stuff. I mean, on the extreme examples, you've got the control of MK Ultra and you know, personality splitting and things like that. But it can happen on a less 
traumatic level also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You won't even know it. You just think that person loves you. You think they love you. But they don't. They don't. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to stop at that article. There's, if you want to read it, it's on our Facebook page. There's Nancy. more to it. Quite disgusting, but true. How many of you remember the story contained in the book of Acts, chapter 19, where there were seven sons of Sceva, and they were trying to cast out a demon because they saw the apostle Paul doing great miracles through God. So they tried to do the same thing. So they go up to this guy who's demon-possessed, and they say, we adjure you by this Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Yeah, and guess what the evil spirit did? The evil spirit answered them and said to them, hey, I recognize Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? And guess what? The man that had the demons jumped on him, beat the heck out of him, subdued him, overpowered him, and they literally fled out of the house naked and wounded. Wow, guess why? Guess why? Because they did not go to Amazon.com and buy demons in my marriage bed a true story of spiritual warfare the book is not about you being married or single the book is about dealing with demonic forces and you need to know how to do that today more than you ever have for your own life and for those around you the book is a training manual and there's training in there that will teach you how not to be the sons of Sceva and get beat up by demons. It will give you the tools for you to be recognized by them because they'll know that you're exercising the authority that is given to you through Christ. You need to get this book. Uh, Let's talk about, rather than talk about, uh, how much time do I have? I'm 44 minutes into it. Let's talk about this other preacher first. This this Mexico-based guy. Okay. And then, and then if we have time, we'll talk about the uh, stupid tech guys. Okay. Uh, one more uh, false prophet, false teacher. Leader. Of, now, you notice, you know, like Copeland was worth uh, millions and millions of dollars. The Presbyterian church guy wasn't a big mega church pastor guy. Mm-mm. He had enough money to, you know, live in a gated community. But, you know, he didn't have all that money. That Copeland does. But he but, was popular. But he's popular. The, and the thing is, it... it it's everywhere. It, it's not only the big money preachers. The, the Presbyterian guy was not a prosperity preacher. <clears throat> you see what I'm saying? He wasn't a prosperity tea preacher. Just a regular, you know, Presbyterian guy. You know, doing weird stuff. Uh, this is from Reuters, a leader of Mexico-based church accused of rape and child porn. Head of a Mexican-based church estimated to have more than one million followers worldwide. That's a lot. He was arrested in California. He was charged with crimes including human trafficking, child pornography, and production and rape of a minor. Is that nice? The name of the church was La Luz del Mundo. means light of the world. Mm. Light of the world. Let's just name these these places. You know these great little names. The uh, the the uh, idiot is uh, named Nasan Joaquin Garcia. He's fifty years old. He looks older. Yeah. Well, I think he's under a lot of stress. <laughs> Got caught. 
On, on uh, Tuesday, he was charged after being arrested at uh, LAX. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know what his church said? They're, the accusations are unfounded. Mm-hmm. Your cops don't know what you're doing. They're just picking on him. They, here's what they said, quote, the apostle of Jesus Christ. See, okay, let me stop mm-hmm. right there. Are they elevating this man? Are they elevating him above themselves? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. They're being subservient to this guy. They're calling him an apostle. They're not apostles, are they? The people out of his church don't call, call themselves apostles. <clears throat> so if they're calling this guy an apostle, they're putting themselves under him. <clears throat> this guy's controlling them. They say the apostle of Jesus Christ, Brother Nason Joaquin Garcia, has always behaved in accordance with the law. Apparently not. And with full respect for the institutions and the dignity of the people. Liars. <clears throat> Apparently not, because LAPD don't just hang out at the airport to arrest innocent megachurch pastors because they have nothing else to do in L.A. but to mm-hmm. do that. You could take that to the bank. Yep. The prosecutor's 19-page court filing indicates Garcia was known as the apostle and children were told they were defying God if they were disobedient. 19 pages is pretty long. Yeah, yeah. They, so what they do, they just went to the airport and said, oh, there's a Mexican, let's arrest him, and then we'll just, we'll, then we'll file 19 pages in the court. You see how stupid these people are? Mm-hmm. Now, he's known as the apostle, and children were told they were defying God if they were disobedient. Is that control? Yep. Is that unequally yoked? Yep. This is no different than MK mind control and personality splitting, which personality splitting, they call it, what, cognitive disorder? Mm-hmm. It's nothing more than demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Demons have personalities. The more personalities you have, the more demons you have. Yep. The complaint says three minors and one adult woman were abused, one child and a woman raped. Mm-mm. Others were forced to perform sex acts and flirty dances for the pastor, wearing as little nothing as possible. Uh, California Attorney General Xavier Barcera, which means little calf, by the way, (laughs) said in a statement Tuesday, we must not turn a blind eye to sexual violence and trafficking in our state. That's right, Barcera. You got that right. But the church denies it. The filing did not refer to any response by Garcia, but his church said it trusts the legal system and the principles of innocence unless proven otherwise, adding, we categorically reject the false accusations that have been made against him. Wait a minute. (laughs) They just said they respect the the principles of innocence unless proven otherwise, and now they go, we categorically reject Mm. the false accusations that have been made against him. He's innocent. It hasn't been proven yet, but that's where we're going. These are dumb people. These these are these are stupid sheeple. Mm. They're just falling off a cliff, man. Yep. They're falling off a cliff. I just hope some of them open their eyes before it's too late, before the day of the Lord comes, and they find themselves burning in a lake of fire with Satan and his angels. Mm. That's that's the only thing you can hope for. But right now, they're dumb. Mm-hmm. They're highly dumb. Yeah. 
Garcia, he didn't act alone. He has, there's, there's also um, other co-defendants with him. Mm-hmm. There's a total of 26 felonies in, in um, Southern California over a period of about four years. <clears throat> there's a $25 million bond. He's in jail on 14 charges related to sex crimes. She's Copeland at Belly Mount. If yeah, you wanted exactly. To. Very, very, That'd be a good ministry for Copeland. That would be his uh, next seed, Faith. That would be, yeah. You could fly around with this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was unclear if he had an attorney. The other individuals named in the complaint are uh, uh, Alondra Ocampo. That's a female, Alondra. Mm-hmm. Azelia Rangel. Mm-hmm. Melindas. That sounds like a female. And Susanna Medina Oaxaca. That sounds like a female. They're all affiliated with La Luz del Mundo, the light of the world. Yeah, and they've also been arrested and held on multi-million dollar bonds, so that's pretty serious. They did something. Yeah. Yeah. It says the internet sites say that the church has between one and five million followers worldwide in more than 50 countries, following, um, including many followers in the United States. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are submitted under him. Yeah. The, the church goes back to the 1920s in Mexico. <clears throat> now, listen to this non-biblical horse poop. It adheres to non-Trinitarianism. It rejects the mainstream Christian doctrine of the Holy Trinity. It adheres to the earliest doctrines of the Christian church teachings. Really? Which includes molesting little children and, and raping women. You see these hypocrites? Yeah. Come on. I'm 51 minutes into the show, and I, I you know what? I'm not going to read the next one. Okay. I'm just not. It, though it's a very good article, it's from The Sun. It says, to infinity and beyond, from young blood transfusions to apocalypse insurance, weird ways tech billionaires are trying to live forever. Yeah, and they have all our little favorite ones like yep. Bezos and Thiel and Elon Musk. Yep. What Zuckerberg. they're trying to do. Yeah, Zuckerberg, yeah. Zuckerstank, and everything they're doing. So it's kind of an interesting article if you want to read it. Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm tired All right, of false prophets and false teachers and apostate religions and apostate people. Yeah. So just be careful who you submit yourself under. Make sure it's the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. I'm telling you, it's huge. And we're not just saying that. We're not because making all these it up. stories are people that are submitted under these uh, crooked controllers. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the other thing I want to bring up. You may not know that you're under a controller. Mm-mm. It's not always bad. They're not always making you do oral sex and do weird things. They could be your friends. You're just doing stuff. You're shopping, going to parties, or you know, whatever. Your best friends forever. You you really need to. I, I don't. Exercise how do you do that, judgment. Mr. Yeah, exercise judgment. judgment. Yes. And what the Bible says, you know, and that's something I've learned. Don't be unequally yoked. If they don't have, if they don't believe the same things you believe, then you can't be yoked with that person. You can't, you can't be so involved with the world or somebody world. You are not going to influence them. I know a lot of Christians think, well, I go do this and, and that, and then I'll influence them, and they'll tell them about Christ. You are not going to change them. Mm-hmm. They will change you, yeah. but you're not going to change them. You know, don't fool yourself like that. Mm-mm. 
You know, and you might say, well, I'm not in the world. I don't, you know, I don't hang around. But you know what? You might have religious organizations. You might go to a church. You might have, quote, unquote, Christian friends. Be You know, you really just take heed is all we're saying. Because it's a subtle thing. It is. And boy, they'll get in there and they'll wreak havoc and you won't know what hit you. <laughs> and it's hard to unravel. It, it really be done, is. but it's difficult. <clears throat> yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, because you, you become yoked, and so you you're intertwined, and it's really hard to un, untwine it, if that's a word. I think it is. I just made it then. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna return my call from China. Okay. And see what uh, that could have been, uh, President Xi, <laughs> asking me my opinion on uh, Trump. Well, yeah, Trump and on world issues. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Chinese President Xi listens to Freedom Friday. Yeah, okay. Ciao, babies. Good night. I yelled and I screamed. Just to get your attention on me. I whispered in your ears. I use love, I use fear. All just to get you.
Let's